Hello, everyone. I'm Melina. And I'm Aditi. Welcome to an episode of Yakin' About Bojack. Yes, welcome. Melina, what did you think about this episode, season five, episode eight, Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze? I definitely like seeing his past relationships. It was very interesting, very eye-opening. Very eye-opening. And I side-by-side side in that time splice, as I call it, was really helpful at identifying some of the patterns, the cringy moments, some of the mistakes. Mm. What did you think was your favorite costume, Melina, out of all of them? Um, I think the note the notebook one was hilarious. I love Mr. Peanut Butter <laughs> as a notebook. That was also my favorite. He was just like, my mobility is uh is sort of restricted, dear. You know, I was like, I thought you were gonna dress up as a pencil. <laughs> it was so funny. I loved it. And and for the folks who haven't seen the episode, what are you doing here? Go watch it. It's about Halloween. You should have figured out from the costume talk, right? Anyways, before we continue, Melina, do you want to hear a summary? Mm-hmm. Okay. All the tea. It's Halloween, and just like the past 25 years, Mr. Peanut Butter brings the party to Bojack's house. We get a glimpse of how Mr. Peanut Butter spent the holiday with each of his ex-wives in 1993, 2004, 2009, and now with his new girlfriend, Pickles, in 2018. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was uh, really funny because when they said they were going to Bojack's house, I was like, Bojack hosts a party? (laughs) What? And then it it made so much sense when Bojack opens the door every year, confused AF, and then is like, Mr. Peanut Butter, why are you here? And then they just have the party. He just brings the guests, the food, the alcohol. It seemed Mr. Peanut Butter is just a one-man party. He just makes it happen. I just find it hilarious that Bojack does He's just like... Uh, I'm going to be grumble about this, but whatever. I'm going to like take part in it anyways. Yeah. And he tries to be a good host. He does, unfortunately, always assign Princess Carolyn to door duty. Um, he does try to make sure he talks to people and sets up activities. And then he's sad when everyone goes. Mm-hmm. Except for that one time when Todd stayed. Yeah. Now we finally know the origin of why Todd was living with Bojack. It was because Bojack was sad after a Halloween party. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he definitely craves people and comfort. We've talked about this a lot on the show, mm-hmm. so we won't mm-hmm. rehash that. But I think it's really sweet. He does invite Todd to stay with him. And despite having a guest bedroom, offers only the couch. <laughs> you know, maybe he was trying to tell Todd this is temporary, but then he never told him to, like, leave. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I loved how we see through this episode, along with Mr. Peanut Butter's partners, mm. you know, Todd. Princess Carolyn. Yeah, and we even see, I guess Todd and Princess Carolyn are the only people we kind of see through the through the years change, right? Mm-hmm. Princess Carolyn goes from intern to his just his girlfriend and his agent to now um, an independent CEO boss, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Todd goes from child to becoming his best friend. <laughs> and also the CEO of, what time is it? It's CFO, CFO of what time whatever. Is right now? Driver of a famous hummus, <laughs> uh, not hummus, Hummer, a yellow Hummer. Oh my god! Every time I, if I ever see a yellow Hummer in my head, I'll be like hummus. I thought it was actually hilarious that Diane shows up at this party. She does not want to be here. She's just doing work because she hates parties, as we know. And she just spends the whole time trying to leave. She's just like, let yeah. me leave. At that point, I would have just called an Uber and then picked up my car later, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the right answer, Diane. I'm so sorry. 
Although, like, we definitely, I do like the contrast of how the first time she goes to the party when she's young, she's like, yes, all nervous and like anxious about things. And now she's just like, all right, everyone, where's my, who, who's on this? Let me out of here kind of thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think there's something very powerful about when you're young and going into this and Pickles feels the same way. And I think mm-hmm. the really common theme is every single one mm-hmm. of Mr. Peanut Butter's wives Mm-hmm. When they first attend the party are relatively young. They're in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And they want to make an impression. They have mm-hmm. this pressure on them to live up to the external expectations. However, mm-hmm. once you hit a certain age, and Melina, I think we're we're kind of at that age where we start giving less shits about what other people think. <laughs> you know, I still care a lot about what other people think. I think we we all do, right? That's why we get embarrassed in public. You know, you wear pants in public you don't want to embarrass yourself maybe it's also so we don't get arrested but you know uh, the latter is more important here (laughs) possibly but you know you you start caring you you have a stronger sense of self in your own identity you found yourself a little bit more and i Mm -hmm. think diane points this out a lot of the time where the women that mr peanut is with they grow up by the end so they have an idea of themselves and you kind of become you're able to really channel your power does that make Mm. sense um There is a stand-up, and I can't remember whether it's Nanette or something else. It's by Hannah Gadsby, and uh, I will put a link in the one it is. She's done two, and one of them she touches on um, a, like, essay, right, sexual assault, mm. and about how she was very young when it specifically happened. So mild spoiler to the stand-up. Um, it was had me bawling. So it's, it's a stand-up, but it's also very sad, but it, it's funny, I promise. Um <laughs> And the line she says is like, look at me now. Do you think they like that same man would not have challenged me now? Not that you can't be old and be essayed. Like that's not the point. But the Mm. point was that her abuser had victimized her because she was young. Right. Whereas Mm. like a, a woman grown who is your equal, who is able to channel her own power is able to really stand up for herself, is not intimidated when she walks into a room, right? Is able mm-hmm. to hold her own ground in a very different manner. And I think that really speaks to the difference between like someone who's fully formed and able to, to really conduct themselves that way. And that necessarily isn't really an age sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Because I think people mature at different rates emotionally. Mm-hmm. So there could be a very emotionally mature 25-year-old who's like, I know how to own my own self, Right. But there are also people who who could be older and they still haven't grasped that. But it is typically mm-hmm. by the time you hit, you know, your 30s, somewhere around there, you're you're at that point, you know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, there definitely is a lot of factors, like yeah. how you've developed and like your environment and all that stuff. But general, on average, I think that's the developmental point they're saying by 30s or so. It's like you're hopefully in your own skin. Yeah. Um, I think with their relationships in this, like with, Mr. Peanut Butter and his ex-wives. There's also that dynamic of he's this Hollywood celebrity and they're like not necessarily as big as him. So there's also that extra like, oh, they need to like do extra things to try to like appease him and stuff. Yes. He holds implicit power, right? I think that's Mm. another thing that he doesn't realize. And one of the reasons why, you know, age gap relationships can be so complicated because, um, and this is excluding the celebrity factor. It adds another layer, as you mentioned, Mm. but in age gap relationships, there's like, you want to impress perhaps your partner who's had this wealth of experience and knowledge in their lives that seems shiny and sort of um, quite intimidating when you're young and you, mm-hmm. you also compacted, you don't have a really strong sense of your own self. So that's compacting. 
But mm -hmm. when he's also a celebrity now, not only is that cool and intimidating, it's also like fame mm -hmm. and all the trappings of fame are also added as another layer on top of that, right? Which mm -hmm. I think Mr. Peanut Butter, out of all of his ex-wives, only one of them was in the same industry and sort of mm -hmm. at the same level of industry stuff as him. I think that was Jessica Biel, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think her, at least in the party, like her relationship with them was a bit different from the others. Because like the others were mostly afraid of like being left alone, like being like in this industry kind of like around these people they don't know. While Jessica yeah. Biel was more or less like, keep the mummies away from me. Kind of thing. <laughs> I think that also might have to do with the fact that Jessica Biel is a real actress and <laughs> she's actually voicing herself. And so... I don't think they really want to play into that trope with her because ah. she's a real actress. So I, I take that one as like they played it for comedy. Okay, okay, right? okay. Um, and also her, like one could say that the the mummy bit, the whole joke about her not wanting to be near mummies was um, sort of something that she would have grown out of as she got older. But, you know, <laughs> as we saw in the last time they went back in the 2000s, um, she really didn't like the fact that Mr. Peanut Butter couldn't do any of these activities with her, but Justin Timberlake could. Her, her current real life husband um was able to eat chocolate with her and go to certain loud concerts and watch oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah from what we saw in this episode i can definitely see why his relationships were fell or like falling apart <laughs> yeah for sure like even just and of course I'm not just saying like oh one action is gonna like mean like your relationship is forever destroyed but it's more so kind of like you see the same thing with each one yeah and also you see like how his attitude towards it it's always like they're fun and great and then they just change for some reason it's like there's no like accountability or, or maybe maybe not necessarily accountability maybe even understanding that like he could be a factor of why did yeah. things fail it's played so funnily for comedy he's like mm, what could be the common factor and they pause and it's just a scene with him and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> visual comedy on that hilarious mm. uh, yeah he, there's no accountability and i think this is one of the things we talked about last episode about how bojack suffers from not like toxic masculinity in the sense where he can't open up and be vulnerable mm. right he can't let people in Mm -hmm. and i think mr peanut butter in that episode was like oh he was clearly saying what he needed he needed comfort this is great but he's not that different from bojack in the sense where he suffers in this in in the fact that he doesn't listen and bojack mm. does this too uh it just wasn't as obvious in last episode bojack we we joked about this but <laughs> his friendship with the therapist was just him talking <laughs> oh that was great right? he was doing no listening and that to bojack was a friendship right in the same way mr peanut butter he does try to listen but it's very superficial it's very performative right um to him he says when he needs stuff he mm -hmm. does what he likes to do but mm -hmm. he doesn't really listen and hear he's not able to be completely emotionally available right yeah and like i can't tell if it's like I think there could be like so many like causes for it. Like maybe like part of it because it could be that he can't understand, like he can't fathom that other people could have different opinions from him. Yeah, he does have different opinions. Like he likes parties. And you see at the end of every single one of the nights when he resolves the conflict with the women, it doesn't seem like he really changes, right? Mm. 
with Katrina, he abandons her and she asks him not to and he doesn't, Mm -hmm. but he consistently does that the whole night. He shows her that he will. And then at the end of the night, he says, you know, now he knows this about her. He's going to change, but he doesn't. Mm. And Katrina just ends up having to talk to new people and the new people give her new ideas. And Mm. um, she seems to take new ideas, introspect on them and change. Now, do I agree with all those opinions? (laughs) No. However, I Mm. do think that she changes and evolves and let that happen. And Mr. Peanut Butter, it seems like it's so superficial when people tell him things. I feel like he doesn't really introspect on it Mm. which is why he didn't realize his parents were dead for like years right there's a lot of self-reflection missing and the same way after you know with i'm gonna skip jessica beale but even after with diane he says well now we know that you don't like parties we'll never have that fight again but Mm -hmm. they're going to as we know um several times because it looks like what happens is mr peanut butter listens he says Mm -hmm. these things but he doesn't actually turn them into action he doesn't actually hear them it's like he listens but he just you know processing it not Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. just hearing sounds it's more like you have to actually internalize it understand it and be like oh diane doesn't like parties so let's do something quiet for her Mm -hmm. for her birthday instead right yeah and that kind of like like there was that though yeah for that birthday that the major like blowout where she was like Mm -hmm. screaming at him for two hours it's like it kind of like this kind of helps really explain why that happened because it's like yes. for years she's been asking for something and it, yeah. even though he says like oh i'm just doing it for you i'm just being nice i thought you wanted it it's like well clearly if she's been telling you for years that she doesn't want it you're clearly not listening to her and i can see why she's being super extra angry yeah it builds up over time like when mm-hmm. mr peanut butter is talking about how did they become less fun i think it's hard to be fun mm-hmm when mm-hmm. you it's it's the straw that breaks the camel's back you're consistently not being heard you're consistently your voice being invalidated um melina we talked about this last episode and i know i keep talking about last episode listeners mm-hmm. and this is a reminder if you haven't been w- listening to all our episodes go back and listen mm-hmm. so last episode melina i talked about owning your own narrative right and mm-hmm. and making sure that when you say something it comes from your voice not using excuses or misdirecting with someone else Mm -hmm. Um, and you brought something up. You said, sometimes people don't believe you when you say it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was making, that made me really sad. Right. Because if it's about your own life, Mm -hmm. right. And your own choices, your own body, bodily autonomy, right. When it comes to like needing space, needing sleep, right. Mm -hmm. You're technically the expert about whether you need sleep, right. And whether you need space, right. Someone can advise you and give them their two cents, but those are their two cents. If you need sleep, Mm -hmm. you need sleep, go get some sleep, right. You'd go to the washroom. You you know, when you got to go to the washroom, right. (laughs) Um, You shouldn't have to justify yourself for that. Right. Mm-hmm. However, unfortunately, the reality of the world that you and I both live in, and I think this is some of that is as women, we often have to justify ourselves. We get questioned more often than than our male counterparts do about this. So we become, mm-hmm. and the studies have shown that women tend to, in their manner of speaking, justify themselves more often or have, because this is a pattern that we've learned. We need to justify our own voice is insufficient, right? Mm-hmm. Um This is deeply hurtful because you don't feel as powerful. You're not owning your own power because you have come to the realization that your power is less, right? Makes you always justify, which then is like a a loop that feeds into itself, Mm -hmm. which means the way you speak kind of undermines your own power, but your power was already undermined and just kind of like, (laughs) ah, this is forever loop, right? The reason I talk about this is because it's the same way with this loop, right? Because that loop just leads to this behavior of you feeling frustrated and sad and, and, and 
ultimately not able to achieve your full potential, right? Mm -hmm. In the same way in these marriages, when, when you're a woman who's constantly feeling you're not listened to, your happiness is slowly getting eroded by this, this loop. Mm -hmm. And this loop is constantly, so you're not getting listened to, so you get frustrated, you get angry. And, um, and then you resolve it by him saying, he'll listen to you. You're like, okay, this is good. But then he repeats, he does the same action again. Mm -hmm. You talk about, you listen to it. And now what happens is every single time this loop happens, you build up more and more resentment. And that mm. resentment is like a volcano. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like after these relationships, and when Pickles, lo Pickles looks at Diane mm -hmm. as the ex, all these women are so successful post Mr. Peanut Butter. Mm. Do you ever wonder why? Because <laughs> they're not wasting their fucking time trying to go through this loop. They can use their loop energy on other stuff in their life. <laughs> I sound really bitter, but this is such a common reality. And and I know this is a show. I know this is funny. And it was well depicted and hilarious. Mm -hmm. But I see this pattern in everyday life with the women around us from previous generations to this generation. Like, Melina, how do you feel about this? Hmm. To me, respect is very important in a relationship. Yes. For me, it's like, if the other person doesn't listen to me, then... I don't want to be with them. I think it's difficult if there are those deep feelings involved, deep feelings of love and whatever other things those are, where they're like, they're like, they hope that the other partner will change, especially yes. when Mr. Peter says he'll be better. Same with like cheaters, as an example. Like people yes. go back to people who cheated on them. It's like, they say they change, they apologize, and the person still stays in the relationship. I think there's an aspect of like, oh, like I... I think we had such good times at the beginning because they had a lot of fun times at the beginning and it's so hard to find a new relationship and then they stay in it and then who knows if they leave or not. But in this case, we did see with Katrina, with Jessica Biel, with Diane, like they all left and although it took some time, at least we can see with Diane, like she didn't yeah. like become successful, quote unquote successful, like overnight. Like she had to go back to Vietnam. She did do all these like introspections. She saw a therapist and things. And she's still struggling, but mm -hmm. she definitely is owning her own power. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like there's this badass around her, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think in that episode where we had Becca, bok, 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 <laughs> that Todd rescued, right? I remember that. And he was talking about how he feels like all over the place and really lost. And Diane's like, I was like that in my 20s, right? Mm -hmm. But Todd thinks of her as so put together because she, like, knows what to do and, like, understands situations and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's like twofold that makes um, Diane so cool, right? Is mm -hmm. even though she's still struggling, she knows kind of like, she doesn't really know what she wants to do with her life, but she kind of understands what to do, right? And kind of figure out yeah. what's next. And she has a little bit more direction and identity and self than Pickles does. She's still figuring herself out though. Mm -hmm. And she's definitely not like successful, but you know, she, she did have a famous internet, like not internationally sold book, right? Like it's, it won a Golden Globe for Boja. <laughs> she's, uh, she's a columnist whose column is widely read. It influenced the gubernatorial elections significantly, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, she is well-renowned. She's more stable mm -hmm. in her career. She has influence when they mm -hmm. say, right? And she's, like, being exploring things, like, figuring out, like, what she wants to do, like, what she wants to be. Yeah. And, like, I really like the scene at the end where she and Pagos were, like, in the washroom and she was like being so supportive of pickles yes even though she's like her ex-husband's girlfriend mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was very sweet yes yeah it's classy it was very sweet it was 
really supportive of other women, right? Like it's not really Pickles' fault to be honest at all, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't help that she was hitting on him when they were talking about finalizing their divorce, but you know, she was able to focus on being compassionate, empathetic. And I think that makes the world so much of a better place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was really solid advice she said about, you know, also helping paint a picture of something that I don't think Mr. Peanut Butter does, which is he did not practice those two things of being empathetic and compassionate beforehand, right? Mm. Of giving her some places to go to because she's going to be at a party where everybody has known Mr. Peanut Butter for 25 years. Mm. And it's as old as pickles. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. That kind of emotional maturity is something that Mr. Peanut Butter lacks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, last episode, I talked about the emotional labor that women do mm-hmm. in heterosexual relationships, how Diane often has to be the therapist in, in for Bojack and Princess Carolyn was before to help them process emotions Now, another aspect that I want to highlight is a lot of older men tend to date very younger women, especially in Hollywood, but, you know, it tends to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There have been some propositions that this is for, uh, you know, uh, a lot of different reasons of why this might be. Um, And some of them are, you know, as long as they're consenting adults, it should be fine. But some of them are more that, you know, this is societal practices, that tends to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people say it's like, oh, men are just attracted to women who are 22. Um, so one of the other reasons I think that is more compelling to me, and I think that Diane is highlighting here, is emotional maturity. Okay. A lot of people say that it takes men longer to hit emotional maturity. And they're mm-hmm. like, why? To me, that's always like trauma. Anytime you're oppressed, <laughs> it's trauma. Right? <laughs> like as, as, a, as a woman, you realize very quickly – you're not taken seriously in the world. And then, you know, you have two options. Either you you change as a result to it, you mature, you realize how to overcome this, or mm-hmm. you are, you know, you, you sort of are, you're like, you, it, it impacts you in some way. Either that in some way it changes how you behave regardless, right? Either in a way that might be more effective, in a way that is like you change, you work around it sometimes, you drive through it, regardless. Trauma. Now, I think that leads to more maturity. That's one thing. It's about privilege. Mm-hmm. But I also think that, um, some level of Mr. Peanut Butter not listening and not introspecting, like he's never really been forced to mm-hmm. reflect on himself, mm-hmm. has prevented him from being at the level of maturity that someone his age should be. Someone at mm-hmm. fifty. Yeah, I do think Bojack is more emotionally mature than Mr. Peanut Butter. Is that controversial to say? Hmm. I think they've definitely had different um, conflicts. Bojack is Bojack is just another species. <laughs> yeah, right? He's another species. But because I feel like he definitely does introspect more than Mr. Peanut Butter, mm-hmm. right? But it's it's the fact that I don't think Mr. Peanut Butter had really reflected on his wives until that one moment. Yeah. Right? And he hadn't even gone a step further. <laughs> That thought process. Yeah, with a lot of like the things we've seen like throughout the seasons with Mr. Peanut Butter, like he hasn't really like things just fell fall into his lap. Like he hasn't really needed to like like yeah. when he got like the um the show like oh, the, just, like, the hosting onto... the game show. He just like walked onto mm-hmm. it, right? He didn't really have to try the definition of privilege. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. and then so yeah, and then so it's like it it kind of makes sense why he doesn't really really need to introspect and such because like. 
even if like he loses on say the the X Y Z, I'll leave. Like yeah. another one just comes along, right? Without like, even him having to try. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. But they all seem to be very short, and he doesn't realize why they mm-hmm. seem to be short lived in his life. And I think the pattern really is that. And as Diane, I think Diane is one hundred percent on the money here when she highlights that if he doesn't grow, he is stuck at the emotional maturity of someone who's twenty five. He just wants to have fun. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he keeps finding people who want to have fun Mm -hmm. and they, if they just want to stay at 25 their whole lives, then maybe that'll be okay. But Mm -hmm. as they grow up, they emotionally mature, they change, they want more things out of life. And Mr. Peanut Butter hasn't tried. And why does he need to? There's a a fresh flow of someone else who's 25. Mm -hmm. Right. Now it's going to run out at one point uh, because he's going to be too old. Um, Mm. But also if at one point we, we have young women who are expecting more, um, uh, or they probably do expect a little bit more from Mr. Peanut Butter. I'm sure Pickles expected maybe he'd give her a little bit more heads up at this party. Mm. Um, he did check in on her, though. That was nice. Yeah. Like, they definitely do seem like on, at least when we first saw them meet, like, they would definitely seem to be on a more, like, like vibe more with each other. Yeah. And I think the way they depict that this episode is really the costumes right Mm. so in the 90s Katrina and him tried to do uh they didn't even do a couple's costume but Mr. Peanut Butter really wants to show that because he says it means they're on the same wavelength Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right um in and I I forget what does he do for that one they don't do a couple's costume she dresses Blossom from the show and I can't Uh, remember what Mr. Peanut Butter dresses as I don't remember it definitely was not as good as 2004. Jessica Biel says, let's do a couple's costume. Let's be the notebook. And he dresses up <laughs> as a physical notebook. Our favorite costume, Melina. It was I, great. Hilarious. And she dresses up as Rachel McAdams because she meant the movie. And he <laughs> and it's a perfect example of what they're on a different wavelength. They're not on the same page in a notebook, you would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not on the same page. So that is another example. And then Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter, they try to do a a couple's costume and they kind of have one except diane's is sort of <laughs> the thinker and uh mr peanut butter's is not but she helps pick it out they kind of have something but it's a little bit um it's not together it's not cohesive mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. for the final one we do see that mr peanut butter's change he just did whatever his girlfriend said for diane and oh nine mm-hmm. and then with pickles he's also just been like what are we again <laughs> it's like tweed feed we are literally, we are tweed jackets wearing food. But the fun thing about that is Pickles seems to have just done the same costume for both of them. Mm-hmm. So are they just, is she just treating them like the same person? Is this a hint that they are the same person, Melina? Same personality? Mm. Mm. I think definitely in terms of like the fun part. Because even yeah. at the end, like Pickles was like, I never want to grow up. Like just so much fun. Like... I think in terms of the fun part, it's... Maybe. Maybe. Although, yeah. also, let's give it 10 years and see, you know, if there's going to be another divorce on the way. <laughs> <laughs> let's give it another 10 years. Yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, I don't know. She did seem different in the sense where she was having fun at the end. All the other wives were like, or when they were girlfriends or whatever, they said, we are not having fun. And then they would end up with the fight. But this time she said she is having fun. But I think she was really just masking to some degree, right? I think the fact that Diane was also there and had a talk with her and stuff and both of them, like that also helped a lot. That helped a lot. But I don't think she was really, she did want to have fun and stay forever young. And maybe that's, you know, Mr. Peanut Butter never has to grow up. Um, He never has to change. He can just be with Pickles. He should listen more. But, you know, I also like how he describes all of his uh, girlfriends as idealistic, vivacious women. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
Wow, that's such a nice compliment. And he says they become bitter with me. Oh yeah, <laughs> I that. that's kind of like I mean, like when you said that, he's when he said that, I was just like, you said it to so Diane. You're the problem. <laughs> you said it to Diane, and Diane was just like, "What? I'm not bitter." Like, <laughs> she told me this, but she didn't do a petty revenge moment like she did in Submarine. She turned back and she became classy. And I think that's really the sign of maturity. You know what I mean? This is what I meant. The petty revenge was like gratifying, <laughs> right, to watch. But at the same time, you're like, I'm so sorry, Dan. I know you haven't really matured. You weren't able to like and take the high road and stuff. But like here, she took the high road. I'm proud of her. You know? I think it's just because at that moment, it's like, I feel like even if she did something, Mr. Media Butter would just like not get it. It would just go over his head. So she's yeah. like, let's not even bother. He's not even worth it. Oh, my God. Speaking of last episode and the submarine scene, uh, Bojack kind of brings it up, right? Oh, yeah. Tries to. He's like, no, no, I don't want to talk about it. No, he doesn't want to talk about it. Again, just like he did last episode mm-hmm. when he wants to talk about something, he doesn't know how to open up. Yeah. It was nice where Diane's like, okay, cool. And just walks off instead of trying yes, to like, push it. Because you are not responsible for the dysfunction <laughs> of others. Yes, Diane, I have this. <laughs> this arc made me so happy. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Except take the Uber and fucking leave. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, take the Uber and leave. I'm Everyone's just drunk. <laughs> Everyone's drunk. You want to go home. Diane's like, I have better things to do with my life than mm-hmm. be at this party. Um, I felt bad that Gina did got all dressed oh, up and didn't make it. Yeah, but she bad. took a long ass time getting a costume. Like, girl, just go in the closet of Bojack's house. <laughs> Throw on some random shit and come back out, okay? <laughs> okay, another fun catch. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Diane and Bojack meeting for the first time at the 2009 party? Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because she is so important to Bojack's life now. And he said, she's nobody important. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, nobody important. He didn't even know. And... When they met for the first time in season one, he didn't even remember her at oh. all. Especially when Diane was all like, oh my gosh, like I loved your show, horsing around, it made such a big yeah. impact on me. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Oh. But did you notice that Bojack understood her costume? Oh yeah, he did. I was just like... Baby Bjorn Borg. Nice. <laughs> nice one. Yep, yep. He understood it right away, which is kind of like a little Easter egg of how they're actually quite compatible. Now, mm-hmm. as I confessed to you, when I originally watched the show, I was a hardcore Diane and Bojack shipper. So this ah. was like, yeah, they were meant to be. Now I'm like, mm, Bojack is very problematic and I'm not going <laughs> to ship him with anyone. This is like, you need to learn to deal with your own stuff because, you know, Diane will always feel responsible for your own dysfunction. So you, you all got to, you know, yeah. Help yourselves and heal. If he if he needs to say something, he's gotta say it. He gotta say it. He's gotta mm-hmm. he's gotta make an appointment with his best friend. Um, in other catches, like we talked about Todd, but did you notice Princess Carolyn has the same costume every single time? Oh, I did not notice that. Do you know what that costume was? It was the um yes, it was I didn't know what she wore every single time though, but it was like the um in the movie, the pilot. Amelia Earhart, her yeah. hero. Was- I noticed that the last time when she was talking to Todd, but the first two times I didn't realize. Yeah, it's the same costume every time. I love it. She's very consistent. She loves it. And it, you know, it's just so made my heart warm. And it was nice, like when she and Todd had a talk, and then mm-hmm. um like she was she kind of like him. 
she left off him but also he also said something where it made her think like what am i doing here like why am i wasting my time here just like being the door person like i'm gonna go do my own thing yeah he gave her a pep talk you're right i didn't even realize he helped her find her own power it was great Mm -hmm. todd has that ability He, he actually is quite insightful you yeah, know? I think, yeah, they're both, like, just like, I think, like, we mentioned last time that they were roommates, like, they both, yeah. like, robot. They have good, like, um, they love off on each other in, like, good ways. Yeah, yeah, they're both good for it, and I, I think that's really nice. Melina, give them this episode, give them what you've seen about Pickles, and, you know, I told you, I reminded you about her last episode, what do you think is going to happen next? Yeah, they might break up in 10 years. Are <laughs> <laughs> you giving them 10 years to break up, though? Do you think it's going to happen, um right away or do you mean you're saying like anywhere between one to ten years you're saying ten years and boom over i'd say given the history and of course like history doesn't always repeat but based on like four times of it three times of it happening where like they're together for a long time yeah then things happen yeah and then 93 to 2004 is 10 years 2004 Mm -hmm. to 2009 is five years oh i guess that one was shorter 2009 to 2018 that's about nine ten years okay let's see if it's five to ten years (laughs) (laughs) you've adjusted your estimates based on predictions you're you're just you know taking the data very data-driven estimation what about with everyone else any other predictions from this i don't think we really focus on any of the other characters Mm -hmm. right so i don't know if your your status on bojack being good or bad has that really changed this episode yeah like yeah we don't really see much it's also interesting to see the progression in bojack from 93 where he wasn't really drinking Mm. right he was like oh no someone spiked the punch to like being the person who spiked every time like his gradual (laughs) um downfall into his gradual descent into alcoholism which is sad Uh, um he genuinely seems much nicer in the beginning yeah yeah, I mean, I can see why. That was when he was going horsing around, right? Yeah, Bojack, like Mr. Peanut Butter's Wives, is a vivacious person and then just becomes bitter. <laughs> and guess what he has in common? Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> Maybe the real secret all along is it's Mr. Peanut Butter. Oh, he like no. sucks up your vivacious energy and then you're left all bitter, you know? Oh, no. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, well, Melina, we'll have to find out what happens and whether we'll have another celebration coming up. Because after Halloween, there's Christmas, right? Yeah. And we still need to know what's going on with Philbert. Yeah, what's going on with Philbert and everything else. So you have to tune in next time when we find out. So remember to like, subscribe, follow, share. And we'll tune in next week when we tell you all about what happens and all the funny catches. And of course, mm-hmm. if Mr. Peanut Butter truly is just the person who sucks all your happy, fun energy. <laughs> you know, as, as one does when you're a dog for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Follow us on our socials. We're Yakin' About Bojack on Instagram and Yakin' About Pod on Reddit. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Yakin' About Bojack is produced, recorded, and edited by Melina and Aditi. Music is by Podcast Co.'s royalty-free album, Keep Calm and Podcast, the song One Fine Day. All thoughts on this podcast are personal opinions. If you or someone you know is experiencing issues with addiction, substance abuse, or any of the topics mentioned in this episode, please know there is hope and seek professional help.